Are you a cake maker running a business or a business owner making cakes? Hi, I'm Sammy. Hi, I'm Bronya, and welcome to the Business of Cake Making. Hi, and welcome to episode 42 of the Business of Cake Making. Today, we are speaking to Claire from Beyond the Oven. She is an accountant and she has been very brave to take on the finances and accounts of cake businesses. So we're going to talk to her just ahead of tax return day about all things accounting, all things finance. And there is a lot of information. There's a lot of hints and tips and links, etc. in this episode. So you may just want to have a notebook and pen handy, or I'll try and put as much information as possible into the show notes and the links, etc. But otherwise, over to the podcast. Okay, so um, today we have Claire who not only has grasped um, accounting and tax returns and does it for a living, she's taken on cake makers to do it for. Nuts, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So welcome, Claire. Uh, Hello and welcome to our our podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. Um, Do you want to start by telling us a little about yourself and how you came into helping cake makers with their finances? Yes. Um, I'm afraid it's not a very straightforward story, um, but I can do. Yeah. Um, So I used to be a maths teacher. I taught secondary. Uh, I loved the kids. I did not love the management. Um, And it kind of came to a head and I kind of rage quit and uh, decided to travel the world. So um, while I was in Bolivia, um, I was thinking a bit about what I wanted to do when I came back to England. Um, And right there and then I started accounting. I started an accountancy course um, with my feet in a pool in Bolivia, right? Wow, how nice. (laughs) There are worse places. Um, So I did all that and I kind of started doing some accountancy work with corporations and kind of bigger companies. Um, And then I fell pregnant and I had my daughter and she's three now. Um, And while I was kind of in that fuzzy stage of like your firstborn where you're like, I literally don't understand how people do this. um, I kind of, I wanted to quickly get back into work and I felt like I was a bit behind because I'd kind of taken this time out to have my daughter. And um, I wanted to make myself stand out from the other accountants because there are just so many that you can choose from. Um, And a great way to do that and the way I chose to do that is to pick a niche, decide um, who it is that you want to serve and serve them amazingly. Um, So I like baking. I am very kind of passionate about um, that kind of thing. I'm terrible, absolutely terrible. (laughs) I'm sure you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I really love doing it. Uh, And the thing that really stood out to me is that uh, almost like 99% of the bakers I come across are like me. They're mums, they're juggling family commitments, school plays, like, you know, forgetting socks and things like that. Um, And also they are creative people they're the people that do all of the the airy fairy stuff that I'm not very good at um and they're not numbers people and the second you kind of talk about tax and HMRC they're just like nope no I don't want to do that um and I didn't want it to stop people going into business for themselves um and kind of creating this life that they wanted for them and their children um where they had that flexibility to to work around them so that's a little bit about me Perfect. Perfect. You're very brave, as always. Thank you. <laughs> and for the purpose of this episode, we're going to be talking about sole traders mainly, not limited companies. Um, some of our listeners may be uh, limited companies, but we expect most of them to be um, sole traders. Um, we're recording just ahead of the January uh, tax return day, the 31st, horrible mm, day, um, but hope this will be relevant for many years to come. So firstly, could you explain when a business or specifically a home baking business needs to even start thinking about registering with HMRC and filling out a tax return? Yes, I can. 
So uh, firstly, if you have any kind of business, uh, it doesn't matter how big, how small of it, if, if you're selling something to someone, you need to have good money records. It doesn't matter if you then don't use them to make a tax return. You uh, HMRC say that you have to have money records. And that can be really simple. So you can use pen and paper. You can use uh, like Excel. Um, and it just needs to be a list of all the money coming in and then a list of any money that you're spending out. But the second you start your business, you need to have that kind of records. Um, and then when you want to register as self-employed um, to be able to fill out a self-assessment tax return with HMRC, um, it, you have to do it. It's mandatory if your turnover goes over £1,000 in a tax year. So, so, so you, turnover is money yeah. in, isn't it? Yeah, okay. turnover is money in, the total amount of money you have coming in. It doesn't matter how many expenses you have. Uh, turnover is money coming in. Um, you might also choose, I know it's crazy, right? You might choose to register voluntarily. Um, and Hi. yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and so in your first year, you might, uh, spend a load of money to kind of get yourself all set up, um, but not have that much come in. Um, and we call this a trading loss. And what you can do with a trading loss is then take that to the next tax year and it will save you tax on the next tax year. Okay. So if you think you might make a trading loss, it's worth registering. It's worth getting a tax return in because it can save you tax in the long run. So is that like if you're buying like a mixer and an oven and everything, but you're so you can offset that on a year that you're not getting enough money in? Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, clever. Yeah. <laughs> um, it also might affect your eligibility for some benefits. So um, I know that maternity allowance for um, maternity leave for self-employed people can be affected by this. Um, and also if you want to prove your income. So if you want to get a mortgage or something, you might have to have a tax return submitted to prove how much you made that year. Um, one thing to remember is that once you register... HMRC will expect a tax return every year unless you like phone them, spend an hour waiting on the phone and then tell them that you you don't need to do it anymore. Right. Um, yeah. So it's worth remembering that. Yeah. Um, the deadline to register is, and this is a technicality, but I'll explain it a bit more in a sec. Uh, mm -hmm. The 5th of October following the 5th of April at the end of your first tax year. See, tax year dates just blow my mind. They're all, they're wrong, aren't they? You know, because the tax year that we're doing this year is for nine it's months ago. Year. It finished, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, right. <laughs> so, um, for example, if you started trading between um, April 2020 and April 2021, you need to have registered as self-employed by the 5th of October 2021. Um and then your first tax return will be due on the 31st of January, 2022. And right. then for, that's, that's the same dates every year. So you just change the tax to the year. So between uh, April 21 and April 22, you have to register by the 5th of October, 22. And your first tax return will be due on the 31st of January, 2023. Right. Got it. <laughs> I know. It's confusing, right? And this, is, this is the biggest question that people ask me is they kind of will give me examples like I started on this date and I made this much money what yeah. are my dates I don't understand um yeah. it's definitely the biggest question I get asked so the end of the tax year is always is it April 4th or 5th or something like that yeah so the tax year finishes on April 5th and then the new one will start on April 6th right um but a lot of people do their accounts to the end of March and then start the new year on the 1st right. of April yeah. which HMRC say like it's pretty much the same day, so that's fine. Okay, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> as long as they're fine with it, it's, it's all right. Because yeah. the HMRC is terrifying to yeah. these people. Yes, they're very scary. <laughs> scary people, right? Um, I would say that if your intention is to build a baking business, um, a, a growing baking business, then you might as well just register as soon as you start trading. Um, there's no point putting it off until the 5th of October, um, if you know that you're going to need to do it anyway. Right. Okay. Perfect. So what are the absolute basics needed for going ahead and filling out um, a tax return online? We're obviously not expecting a step-by-step -step guide here. 
they're all on your website, yep. which we will get to later. Yep. Um, so I'm talking about things like, you know, the basic information we need, the basic numbers that someone needs and all the stuff you kind of have to have to hand before. Because I know I've done it. I've gone to do a tax return. I've gone, oh, I don't actually have that log on, login detail. And it all go, it kind of goes to, to pot. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so there are a few things that you need uh, before you sit down, preferably. Um, otherwise, like you say, you'll just be kind of bouncing around trying you to find the information. Up to do yeah. it. Like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Oh, I can't. <laughs> uh, so what you need is a government gateway um, login and password. Um, that's given to you when you first register for self-assessment. Uh, your national insurance number that can be found on P60s, P45s, correspondence from HMRC. Um, your UTR, so that's your unique taxpayer reference. This is sent to you uh, on an e uh, on a letter when you first register with HMRC for self-assessment. Um, if you are employed elsewhere, you'll need your P60 to add in your employment details. Uh, then you need um, your profit and loss for your business. So this is just a really simple um, report that you can get from um, your Excel spreadsheet or your accounting software, whatever you choose to use. And it just lists all of the income and all of the expenses. Um, and then it will tell you whether or not you've got a profit or a loss. So take away your income um, or take away your expenses from your income. And that will tell you what it is. Uh, and then other details of like any other money that you have coming in or going out, um, any other income you have, any tax relief. Um, if you want to claim marriage allowance, uh, you'll need your spouse details. And uh, this year you'll need any details of any COVID grants you got. Um, and then the, the last thing that you need is a massive glass of wine. <laughs> no, yeah. I saw that on your website and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, need. <laughs> this, this is a lady I can really. Because <laughs> how long does it take to do to, to like put all that information? It, it doesn't take that long, does it? Once yeah. you've got it all. So the actual tax return, like form, takes ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Right. If you sit down with all of that information. Yeah, it's it's the build up. That's yeah. What yeah. <laughs> right. Um, there are certain things that we all know we should take into account when costing cakes, phone um, bills, petrol, a portion of the home utility bills, etc. But firstly, how do we find out what that portion is and how do we find out exactly what expenses we are able to deduct for tax purposes? Yeah. So just to make things really confusing, the amount that you would kind of apportion for pricing is probably different from the amount that you're going to put on your tax return. So um, I'm sure you do a lot about pricing. Um, and we you try. Can kind of, yeah, you can kind of talk <laughs> talk to that side of yeah. it. Um, I, I do occasionally talk about pricing, but it's not my forte, really. Um, so the, the big thing that HMRC really like to see is that an expense is incurred wholly and exclusively for use in the business. Right. Um, and that means that it the whole part of it has to be for the business use and it can only be for business use. Uh, it, oh, oh, that's that's nice to know. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it it like I've bought this laptop. Mm -hmm. And I've bought it for the business, so that's that's an expense. But if I use it for personal, that that's okay, isn't it? So <laughs> it's kind of a very muddy grey area, <laughs> right? Okay. And and to be completely um, within the rules, yeah. Oh right, right. <laughs> you would want to have a personal one and a business one, right? Okay. What is often said is that if there is some incidental personal use so if you just use it like a couple of times because it's there um then it can still be kind of classed as a business expense right um but it's when like you know me personally i use this for work but i also like watch netflix on it and do all sorts of things yeah. so it's not a business expense because it's not wholly and exclusively for use in my business Right. So when it comes to things like your phone bill, your broadband, your utility bills, mm -hmm. we're always told to, you know, take a portion of your utility bills and and 
put that into your costings Mm -hmm. how do you work out the percentage that you can then offset against your expenses Mm -hmm. um so if when they say kind of wholly if you can prove which part of it is business use so like uh, with a phone bill, if you have itemized phone bill and you can say, well, that was a business call, that was a business call, that was a business call, that still falls under that wholly because you know that all of them were business. So if you can prove the the distinction between the two of them, then you can still put it on your tax return. Right. Um, and in terms of utilities um, and also mileage, the, you can look up the simplified home expenses on the HMRC website, and that just gives you a set rate. Um, the mileage is 45p a mile, and the home expenses are uh, £10, £16, and £24, I think, uh, depending on how many hours a month you work from home. Okay. Okay. And is that what per year? Uh, so you do that monthly. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound so bad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and the beautiful thing about that is that you don't have to prove anything. Um, okay. Where I mean, you can work it out from your kind of home utility statements, but you need to get them all together and then highlight them and then divide it by the number of hours you work and the number of rooms you use. And it's possible, but right. it takes a lot of time. And it's much easier just to say, well, I had this many hours this month. And therefore, this is the amount that I'm going to put on my tax return. Perfect. I didn't realise it was that easy. I thought I had to be checking my meter and checking, you know, before and after I baked and all that. So nice one. Much easier than that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all on the HMRC. So that was the HMRC, you called it something, something checker. Simplified. Simplified expenses. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. That's what I wrote down. Um, but yeah, generally any other expenses that you might want to include, um, they're all on the HMRC website. Um, it's very exciting website to go and look at. (laughs) Thing is, is that if someone's telling you that you can offset something, get taxed, it is exciting. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also have on my website um, a download that you can have that is kind of catered specifically for bakers just to kind of lay out the the expenses that you can claim and then some of the ones that you can't claim. Um, right. Like uh, safety clothing for a kitchen is not necessarily something that you can put down as an expense. Oh, really? So if you bought a penny, you couldn't necessarily claim? So they say if you can use it, not in your business, it's not a business expense. Oh, that's interesting. And I mean, I could, I could wear a penny to Sainsbury's. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, great way to get around that is generally if it's got a logo on it, they'll say, yeah, that's business use. You wouldn't wear okay. that. You wouldn't uh, wear that personally. <laughs> okay. Get some iron-on logos, yeah. people. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Excellent. Um, and also... Um, this is the benefit of keeping good accounting records yeah. um, and then being able to look back at how you did because it's all well and good kind of coming up with your pricing model and sticking to it. But if you're then looking back at the end of the month and realizing you're not making as much money as you wanted to, then that's the point that it's worth rethinking your pricing model and doing something differently. Right. Excellent. Just on that, and I, this this isn't something that we've we've put on our questions to you, but just something that's <laughs> popped into my head. Sorry. Um, right. So I use QuickBooks, mm-hmm. and I know other people use things like Zero. I don't know what you, you use. Do you use Zero, Sammy? Or um, I use Cashflow, but okay. um, it's going to come later in product of the week. Okay. Um, <laughs> we've we've just started using another. Um, I think it's called Kate Bake. I can't remember what it's called. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I also, so I use QuickBooks and which is all connected to my um, bank account and everything. Um, And I also use Cake Boss, which is what I was talking about on last, last episode. So if I go and buy something and I pay, so I buy everything using my bank account. I don't ever use cash. Mm. Everything goes through my bank account. Do I then still have to keep the receipt? Or does it, the fact that it's going through QuickBooks and my bank account, do I, can I ditch the receipt and go, no, I don't need it. Thank you very much. And save the universe. Plan it. It is better to keep the receipt. Okay. 
you if you get them digitally you can store them digitally right or if you get a paper copy you can upload it to the cloud right yeah if you don't want to keep it that's absolutely fine um but what i generally say is if hmrc came and said to you what was this that you spent prove it right if you don't have enough information on that bank statement to prove what it was then you need to keep the receipt okay okay i'm thinking probably more ebay i might need to to be checking that out because ebay just comes in as ebay could be anything yeah yeah okay right sorry that was a little side tangent that was <laughs> and at what point would someone will someone actually start paying tax and national insurance and how much would you recommend someone puts away to cover it <laughs> this is um, a lovely question which I mean, I personally actually know the numbers off the top of my head, um, but it's basically me just like throwing numbers at you, right? Right. Okay. So right, for yeah, national um, insurance purposes, mm-hmm. once your business starts making a profit of six and a half thousand pounds or more, you will right, start can, paying national insurance. Can we define profit? This is your takings minus all your expenses. Yeah. So this isn't like the thousand pound at the beginning. It's which not is your turnover. turnover. It's your okay. profit which is your income minus your expenses. Right. Okay. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> I feel like I'm being taught. <laughs> I'm writing it all down. I know. <laughs> and I'll probably listen to the podcast back again as well. Yeah. Okay. So just right. to make things even more complicated, that is class two national insurance. Okay. Right. Class four national insurance, you start paying at nine and a half thousand pounds profit. Okay. Uh, but once you get to £50,000 profit, the percentage that you need to pay drops. That's nice. Mm, yeah. One of the bonuses of 50k. Yeah. It'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in terms of income tax, uh, you get a uh, personal income of £12,500. So that is the amount that you can earn um, tax-free. Um, but that is across your business and any other employment or income that you have. Right. So if um, you've got a second job, mm-hmm. chances are you're probably earning that. Anyway, yeah. Okay, right. So but you, the, gov- the government picks that up, don't don't they? If you you've got another job, yeah, so you have to. P-A-Y-E. Yeah, yeah. So you've already paid the tax for that, so you don't have to worry about finding the money to pay tax. But mm-hmm. it does mean that you pay tax on the first penny profit that you make in your baking business. Right. Yeah. But So if this is your only thing that you do, mm. make, baking is your only thing you're doing, you have to make a profit of 12.5K before you start paying tax. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so that's 20% tax once you start making that much profit. And then if you make £50,000 profit, uh, you start paying 40% tax on that. Right. So... I used to have a proper job once right? <laughs> um, and this was back in the day when I think the upper limit was something like 45,000 mm. and I slipped over to the 45 and I really panicked and I'm like, oh, suddenly I'm going to get 40% tax, but it's only 40% tax on the, on the additional bit. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. I was thinking I'm going to lose money by getting an extra grand. No, not true. <laughs> <laughs> right. Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, so the amount that I would recommend to save is vastly different depending on where you think you might fall in in that. So if you're you're thinking that your profit's only going to be about five thousand pounds, you don't have to save anything because you won't owe anything. Um, whereas if you're kind of heading towards that forty thousand pound profit marker, you're going to be wanting to save kind of thirty percent of right of your your profit yeah yeah and you would recommend doing that regularly yeah yeah not just getting to january and going ah! yes. <laughs> right so what i advise is that you put aside 15 percent of all of your income so every invoice that is paid take 15 percent of that and put it in your tax savings right okay Perfect. and that will cover 
most people. Right. Most. <laughs> I would like to be the baker that earns 50k plus. Never that mind. That would be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a different story. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else we need to know about our tax returns? Um something oh yes there's two things in fact um something that people don't know about is something called marriage allowance so if you if you earn less than 12 and a half thousand pounds profit and you're married or in a civil partnership unfortunately it doesn't count for cohabiting couples you can transfer part of your personal allowance to your spouse and it means they pay less tax okay so you can Google that. Um, don't pay anyone to do it because there are companies that will charge you to do it for some reason. Um, but if you go to the HMRC website that has the link of it, um, you can just put in your details and their details and it will kind of magically happen. Nice. So you're offsetting your tax against theirs and they pay less. Yes. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that um, I I've found that lots of people have come across this this year. I don't know why, but hey, um, it's something called payment on accounts. So once you um, are earning enough that you need to pay a thousand pounds tax, um, HMRC will be like, oh, well, you'll probably need to pay a thousand pounds tax next year as well. So we'll just like add half of it on now so you don't have to worry about paying it in the future. So suddenly people get a massive tax bill that they weren't expecting. Um, and so they will add on 50% of the amount that you owe in the January, and then you'll be expected to pay the other half in the July. Gosh. Yes. Um, and then depending on how much you owe, um, you might get a refund or you might have to pay more in the following January. Wow. Can you, can you um, dispute that? Yes, you can. You can phone them up and say that you don't want to do that. You don't want to pay okay. it that way. But you generally have to explain why you think that your tax bill would be lower. Okay. okay. Um, for that year. So be prepared for slightly higher than you were expecting, possibly. Yes. So that happens when your profit reaches about £17,000. Right. Um, okay. That's when you'd hit that £1,000 tax owed threshold. Okay. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Because you, you, you kind of, you kind of like, you know stuff, but you don't know stuff. Mm, yeah. So stuff like this really ticks the boxes and it makes yeah. it more clear. There's all those tiny little rules that you, you only ever need once in your life, and yeah. so no one ever thinks to tell you. No, they should teach it at school. So moving forward, <laughs> past our tax returns, is there anything in particular you advise we do to keep our accounts in order to make things easier for next year? Um, it's a very simple but very unpopular answer, I'm afraid. Um, and it's just to keep on top of it every week and every month. Um, so in my Facebook group, I have um, a reminder that goes out every week that says, make sure you do some bookkeeping this week. Here are some ideas about what to do. Um, make it a priority. Make it a date night. Get some wine. That's fine. Um, and everyone that I've spoken to about it says, I absolutely hate seeing it because it reminds me that I haven't <laughs> and that I should be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, that I know. I know it's unpopular. I know you want to just avoid it, but the easiest way is to do it every week, every month. Um, yeah, it is. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah we all have uh, to that's do things. The voice we don't of like. experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm yeah. um, I'm quite lucky because um, my hubby was made redundant at the beginning of COVID, and he's taken over all of the, of the admin for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's getting done monthly now. <laughs> See, when, when we had the shop, um, we were actually a limited company when we had the shop, mm -hmm. and my dad had just retired from his big, high-powered mm -hmm. finance job, and he took over the accounts. So he's gone from, like, multi-millions yeah. to my shop, <laughs> yeah. right? But he obviously, his mindset was still at multi-millions, yeah. so he didn't realise the amount of zeros 
Um, so he would he would like worry over two pound. It's like it's not twenty grand. Yeah, it's just yeah. two pound. Yeah, and he would he would panic over. So yeah, he would um he would actually send my husband because my husband used to do a lot of the accounts then as well. He would send him into just a furious like we've lost a pound. We we can't find this pound. It's like it's just a quid. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah. But obviously, in, to him, it was like a million yeah. somewhere. But the yeah. one was a million. It wasn't just a pound. Yeah. But yeah, that used to get done monthly and regularly, and it was much easier. Now I'm a sole trader and I do it myself. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, at what point um, mm-hmm. do you suggest employing an accountant? Mm-hmm. Because I think there is a bit of a myth that accountants are really expensive and they're not, are they? They're not as accountant, they're not as expensive as people think they are and they actually can save you money, can't they? Yes. So um, I know we're not talking about limited companies today, but once you're a limited company, it's definitely worth having an accountant to to do those accounts and to advise you on, on any kind of things around that. Um, so the other times is that if you've run out of time, if you don't want to do it yourself, get an accountant to do it. <laughs> um, it's a really easy kind of first step in outsourcing if you're a bit nervous about that um, because an accountant's going to be uh, insured, they're going to be qualified, they're going to be licensed by someone, and they're going to have a really specific job to do. Um, so if you're running out of time and you you know that you need to start building your business tribe out, um, an accountant's a really good first person to talk to. Um, but also, um, it's often said that a good accountant will save you, uh, in tax what you pay them for their fee. Um, so if you have a loss to carry over, so we were talking last time, uh, earlier about, um, if in your first year you spend more than you make and you have a loss, a trading loss that you want to carry over, um, it can get a little bit complicated and an accountant will be a good person to kind of guide you through that process. Um, and also, once you're kind of making £15,000 plus and your tax bill is growing every year, um, an accountant's going to be the person that comes along and finds those hidden expenses that you didn't realise you could claim um, and put them on your tax return so that you're going to save tax. Right. Okay. Um, you don't have to tell us this, but how much would an accountant cost? It's That's not a very clear cut answer that's a bit like going how how much does a cake cost i understand that <laughs> sorry okay <laughs> i, I pay that. my accountant anything up to 200 pounds a year but i've never had to pay that since i first started she because oh, okay. she's one of my mates she that, i think that's what she charges on a yearly rate but yeah yeah i think my last bill was 25 quid <laughs> for last year so but if, i mean even 200 you know to be honest even if it went up to like three four hundred I, I think a lot of people think an account is going to be thousands mm. and they're not, are they? No. So it, it depends how much prep work you've put in before okay. you hand over to the accountant. I get that. Yeah. So a, a simple tax return, £150, but right. you have to provide a lot of the information. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That that does make sense. Yeah. Do the work, people. Yeah. <laughs> How many bank accounts do you recommend um, people have? Um, the absolute um, minimum number of bank accounts you should have as a business is one. Um, I often hear about people who have just opened a personal account with the same bank that they have their personal account with, um, which HMRC don't care about, but um, the terms and conditions of the bank account might be that you shouldn't use it for business. And therefore, they can close that account. They could freeze that account. You might find yourself in a bit of hot water if you do that. Um, there are now a growing number of really amazing free business bank accounts. Um, you can go and see Starling. They're a, an amazing free bank account. Um, I know NatWest have a Metal account, which isn't a bank account, but it's very similar. Um, I have I've got a Monzo business account and mm-hmm. the reason I like that so much is it, it allows you to create pots mm-hmm. yeah that's your bank star- account. I've, I've got Starling and that's what I've got in my Starling yeah, yeah so that so that when you get paid your cake you can transfer your little bits off into those pots and and you're sorted yeah. but you you shouldn't use so I've got my Starling which is my bank my 
business account, mm-hmm. but I've also got a personal account. I don't have any. I've got it very separate. Is that what yes. you would recommend? Yes, definitely. Right. Um, it's not a legal requirement as a sole trader. Um, it is if you're a limited company to have a separate business account, separate from your personal accounts. Um, but it is very useful um, when you're doing your accounting or when an accountant is doing your accounting to have that separate statement from just your business. Otherwise, they're going to look through all of your personal payments, like Anne Summers or <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> be able to see everything that you spend money on personally. Um, it also will cost you more if you do that because they have to spend their time looking through your statements and trying to wheedle out those business expenses. Right. Okay. Um, so it's definitely worth having a business account. Um, also, I know NatWest, their business account is £5 a month. But as part of that, you get lots of talks and small business advice and invited to events. Um, and they provide you with a free accounting software called Free Agent, um, which is the one that I use most. Um, and so it's definitely worth having a business account right. for lots of different reasons. I mean, I, I'm the same as Sammy because I, I don't have ones, but I've got the Starling and I've got spaces in Starling. Um, but I have heard of people that before all these bank accounts came out, they used to have multiple bank accounts, one for like their tax pot and one for their wages pot and so I suppose it's just adapt they've they've obviously twigged this and have adapted their yeah my their... T- I'm 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 currently with TSB we're just waiting to ch- swap over everything to Monzo um but old school I've got about seven accounts in there <laughs> how do you so, keep yeah. up I don't I don't use them they were just there for like yeah. putting money in if you need if you needed somewhere to put it because everything's online now it's yeah. it's not cash so much because it is it's like having i was I, I went to a talk with someone and they they explained it like being paid a hundred pound in cash and having envelopes and putting all money off into the envelopes yeah yeah but you've still got that hundred pound they're just in different envelopes so okay right um so lastly mm-hmm. many bakers myself included over the years and probably sammy as well um we live very much on a feast or famine scenario so when it comes to cash flow and particularly wages as well so really busy in the summer have all the money um and then come january february not a dime not a (laughs) bean nothing um so how would you recommend we even out our cash flow so it's not quite so seasonal Mm mm-hmm So when, especially in those summer months when, you know, the weather is glorious and you just want to spend all of your money on day trips to the seaside, um, it's very easy to see all that money coming in and and think, oh, it's fine. I can just spend it all. Um, But unfortunately, that's not quite how it works. Um, I uh, kind of recommend based very vaguely on um, this system called Profit First. I don't know if you've heard of it. Love. I learned about it about a year ago. Revolutionized my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you split um, every every income you split into four. They are tax, which we've talked about putting away 15% for your tax, uh, your profit account, your expenses account, and your wages account. Um, so generally, generally, this is uh, 50% you put aside to expenses. So anything that you need to spend out will come out of that account. Um, profit you would put aside five to ten percent and then your wages one you would put aside the rest of that I'm just going to do some terrible maths in my head you'd think I would be really good at like mental maths but I'm not uh, no one needs to be nowadays (laughs) (laughs) so uh, for your wages account you'd put aside 20 percent can I um, just clarify, because mm-hmm. um, this is what I see in a lot of Facebook groups for cake makers, that wages and profit are different. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of people going, well, you're making X amount out of that. Mm-hmm. That's your profit. And it's like, but is that your wages know. or is that your profit? Yeah. yeah. So profit in terms of tax is always your income minus your expenses. But people also often talk about profit 
in terms of pricing and in terms of wages. Um, and they mean something completely different by that. Um, I know that when people are talking about pricing, they'll often say that they charge 10 or 15 pound an hour. Um, and that will kind of be their cost. And then they will add a percentage of profit on, which is a pricing method that is perfectly legitimate. And you can do it like that. But that that 15% profit, or whatever you add on, is not profit in HMRC's eyes. Okay. Okay. Similarly, right. like it's all good, well and good to talk about wages, but when HMRC talk about wages and when other people talk about wages, it tends not to mean the same thing. So in HMRC's eyes, wages are money that a employer has paid you that have already had NI and tax taken off. Um, whereas if you are a sole trader and you run your own business, you might pay yourself a wage or you might call it a wage. Technically, it's called drawings. Um, and the money that you pay yourself and the money that's in your business account actually all belongs to you and you're going to get taxed on all of that money. Okay. So anything you have sat in that, so you, you talked about your tax, your profit, your expenses and your wages. So anything you have sat in the profit and in the wages, mm -hmm. that is what's taxable. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Sorry. Going back to, to um, evening out. <laughs> sorry. Inside. Yes. <laughs> so once you've got like a pot of money uh, in your wages account, you can um, have a look at how much you can reasonably afford to pay yourself monthly um, on a really consistent basis. Um, and the reason that you're going to have a wages pot and a profit pot is that that profit pot is for emergencies. If anything terrible happens, you have some money spare. Your oven blows up. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But if at the end of the quarter, so after three months, you still have money in there, you can just pay yourself a bonus. Win. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's the idea between having a profit account and a wages account. Right. So so if you put, say, 20 percent away for your wages, that's in your business account. But then monthly, you just pull off a set amount to go into your personal account. Yeah. To pay yourself. Yeah. Like 500 pound, 1000 pounds, 1500 pounds. You you would see how much you can afford and then you would kind of reevaluate it on a month to month basis. So come July, August time, you're you're leaving a large amount of money back in that wages pot yep. that will then help you come January and February. When Do you the know beans what? Yes. That just makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> Can but, I say, yeah. I, 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 start, I, I heard about Profit First and I've been doing this for about a year. Yeah. It's like blown my mind. I've been doing this 12 years. Yeah. This has blown my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to attempt to do this. The only thing is, is when when things go wrong mm -hmm. and you need to dip into both pots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that shouldn't happen if you manage to get enough accrued yeah. that, it, you know, you break even. I, I suppose it's a little bit like thinking of your business as your employer. Which for yeah. for our own businesses we kind of don't because we're so involved and we're so like close to it. But we've yeah. got to think of them as our employer that pays us a weekly or a monthly wage. You know, when I had a proper job, I would get the twenty first of the month. I would get a wage into my bank account, and it was the same every month. Mm. And when you're self employed, you just kind of see the money there, and you go, "Shall I spend it? Shall I not spend it?" So it's, it's thinking that your business is your actual employer, isn't yeah. it? It's mindset so we're coming to the end now of, of the podcast um how can our listeners get in touch with you where can they hire you where they can they find your expertise etc mm -hmm. social website links that sort of thing so the best place to find me is my website uh, so that's beyondtheoven.co.uk um there's also a, if I do say so myself, a fantastic blog resource. Um, <laughs> there there is. Of, I've read a lot of it. Lots, it's very lots good. Lots of advice. Um, and there's um, at the top bar, I mean, I'll give you the link separately, but um, you can download my tax return guide, which will explain 
most of the stuff that I've uh, said here, um, all about turnover, when you need to register, lots of links, and in fact, um, quite a good like step-by-step walkthrough about how to fill it in. Also, I have a, a Facebook group um, on Facebook, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the link for that is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash beyond the oven. And you encourage people to come and join that to get hints and tips and just shout at one another and scream when it's all going wrong, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So at the moment with the tax return deadline coming up, lots of people kind of coming in and panicking and having questions about various things. Um, There's also that post I mentioned that says, do some, do some tax stuff, do some accounting um, that will get right up your nose, but hopefully (laughs) for the right reasons. though. spare you one to do something um right well thank you very much Kate. unless there's anything that we haven't covered i don't think so i I, to be honest i was saying um i was saying that once we once we started asking questions once we started writing the questions we just kind of couldn't stop yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's like oh what about this and what about that because i think for cake makers we are creatives and we don't know about this stuff and it scares us and don't know where to ask or who to ask or where to go so having someone in front of us to ask yeah um i'm sorry we've squeezed you so hard (laughs) it's been really fun (laughs) oh thank you well thank you so much for joining us it's been amazing oh thank you for having me it's so lovely to to i mean talk to people these days isn't it yeah yeah the human race (laughs) right thank you thank you so much brilliant I, I found that very interesting. Yeah, really, really interesting. When we started writing the questions, because I thought I was thinking, oh, all I can really ask her is um, give her some tips. But once, yeah, but once you start writing, once you start thinking about it, yeah. um, like what business expenses can I deduct? I see, it, and that oh yeah, sorry, yeah, I could just, go back. Just and... kept, yeah, they just kept coming. All the questions just kept coming, and I, I actually could have asked her a million more questions. Yeah, but the poor love has got a business to run. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but oh, so good, so so good. Um, yes, I, yeah, I've made very lots of mo- notes that I will go and tell my other half. My, uh, my the, PA. the whole thing about the, the HMRC simplified expenses. Yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at. That's just, um, yeah, because I. When we do costings for cakes, we always say include all your utility bills. Well, if you know what that is as a percentage of your hours, how much is that going to be? You know, how easier is that than working out exact amounts? Yeah, yeah. I I kind of, I think we do it on 20, 25%. That much? Really? Yeah, that that was what uh, my accountant said, but she's not in baking. So maybe, I don't know that 20 25 percent including your ingredients or oh no just on the utility on bills the utilities. Oh, okay yeah. yeah i'm gonna go and have a look see what that is compared to an hourly yeah oh no so useful and yeah. we hope that everyone gets their tax return in on time yes um, which you will and uh, don't forget to download the form um from claire's website with with hints and tips and stuff like that if you read that it is very good yeah i did go and get it and it is very very good (laughs) hard words (laughs) (laughs) well she she basically she's not talking like an accountant she's talking like just a regular person that's trying to explain to you how to do it yeah in words of one syllable or less (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so i'm i'm a happy bunny today Right. Who'd, who'd have thought we'd get so excited about a whole accountancy episode? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what have we become? <laughs> <laughs> when I got your message this morning that said, I'm really excited for today. <laughs> <laughs> You've never sent a message about any other guest. No, ever. <laughs> no. And an accountant at that. I know. It was this crazy. Yeah, the minute I got up. Um, I was like checking the questions out and everything. And we've so. had all these amazing cake makers and the accountant, you send me a text about how you ex- how excited yeah. you are. <laughs> Excellent. I, I, just, I must just say, I, I listened to um, Robert Haynes' podcast, even though I was on the podcast, oh, okay. and, I, and it was just as good the second time around. 
So <laughs> you know, I I have to listen because obviously I you're editing. I edit it, but sometimes I do sit there and go, "This is really interesting." Yeah. <laughs> I, and we've had a lot of feedback from that, and also his um his workshops got sold out in the end. He sent oh, did it? Because it? I, yeah, because I put a, a link up on Instagram, and he sent me a message to say, "I've sold out now. You don't need oh, to, you know." What a lovely you, fella. I know. He was so lovely. So although, although literally the second I sent him the link, he came back and went, but I just keep saying, um, um, <laughs> like, I know. I'm... So anyone that does think we say it, we don't, we should edit out all the errs and the ums. Um, if we do edit them out, it sounds really weird. Yeah. No, I, th- I think because you could tell he was thinking about what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think just as when you're the guest and you're you're listening to it, you get really oh, hyperconscious. Yeah, about it. the first the first time I listened back to a podcast because I didn't want to because I didn't want to hear my voice because it is particularly quite high voiced and squeaky and you know <laughs> overexcited. But um, once you get past that, yeah, it, you know you start enjoy. I start enjoying it, and I yeah. laugh along at the jokes I've already laughed along at. <laughs> a joke's good if you can laugh at it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, right. Okay. Over to you. Okay. Product of the week. Product of the week. This is the bit I listened back to and I was so out of tune. (laughs) (laughs) But product of the week. (laughs) So can I go first? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go first. Okay. So um, last week you did um, the... Cake Boss software, and since then, um, my my PA <laughs> Mark hubby <laughs> has um, discovered. Um, let me bring it up on the screen so I can read it to you properly. Bake Diary. So um, the monthly plan is six ninety five. Um, you get full support, no setup or hidden charges. Cancel any time, or you can go for an annual plan, which is sixty nine pounds fifty. Um, it's exactly the same thing, and it has. Oh, it's just really good. Um, it's. I don't like to diss other companies, yeah. but I think because it's bake related, I like it a lot more than um, relate to it. Yeah, the, than the other thing we're using cash. We're using cash flow, but it's, it, cash flow is a little bit too. It's like I use QuickBooks. It's all a bit businessy and yeah, feel a bit grown up. Yeah, but there, there's so much on it. There's um, uh, you can link your calendars to it, um, which is good for me. You got it. Bring. I want to show you the picture. It brings up this week's orders, your scheduled payments, your monthly summaries, find your order. Um, and as you may know, I'm not very technically minded. Um, it's it's really easy. And and then down the side panel, you've got things like orders and quotes, contacts, task list, calendar. Oh, and you can, like Cake Boss, you can put your recipes and ingredients in and everything. So it actually costs your cakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of oh, there's loads of YouTube tutorials for it, which is handy. It basically it runs your life for you. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, we all want that. We want someone else to come in and go. This is what you've got to do today. Now do it. (laughs) (laughs) I do it half past two tomorrow morning. (laughs) Do it now. (laughs) See, I think any program or app that helps costing your cakes for you to price them has got to be a good investment yeah oh definitely really has oh so much because we're, we're all guilty of uh not charging enough yeah we or, all undercharge because we all don't value ourselves enough yeah and, and we don't think oh i must put prip stick on the thing yeah. or the sticky tape i use the ribbons the boards the boxes yeah. the the non-slip mat that you use yeah. underneath your box all the little added bits yeah and yeah. we don't price them in it's just yeah. like oh it's just part of the cake and and it's that that's going to eat away yeah the money that you're going to get at the end of the day yeah and then and then you're not going to have many enough pennies in the bank yeah the name of the game is to have more pennies than you need <laughs> <laughs> even if it's just one but yeah. yeah yeah so i think anything that helps you to to 
price your cakes and to organize your busy baking life yeah especially all in one place as well especially if it links to your calendar this this was my main bit because i still use a diary paper i write a lot of things down and um i'm aware that i'm becoming antiquated um and like my friend i took my diary to my friends the other day and she was like diary (laughs) who uses one of those (laughs) And and that really made me think, oh, my God. So the fact that it links to your Google calendar, yeah. oops, you know, yeah. that, that helps a lot. So you can put your personal and your baking stuff in and collate the there. two. And you See, I do, use, I do use a Google calendar. It's something that I have um, been brought up to doing kicking and screaming with protest that I was going to do this. But I have started using my Google calendar, but I can't give up my paper diary so what I do is everything is on my google calendar and then every week on either a sunday or monday morning I go through my google calendar and transfer it into my paper diary which I use as my to-do list my um I mean it's the thing that I can look at quickly and keep reference to because it's nice to look at stuff yeah yeah (laughs) written down yeah so and and I so nothing goes into my paper diary until the week it's going to happen but, and also it kind of gets it all in my head what I've got to do that week you know it's like yeah. that planning thing and I can plan what's going to happen yeah. but Whereas I like, use... when we were in the shop and we used to have our Tuesday morning meetings yeah it's it's a bit like having that yeah. on your own it's, that's exactly <laughs> that is exactly it that is me and my google diary having a meeting yeah. and organizing life yeah <laughs> right my product of the week product um, of the week so I threw that one in (laughs) it's a little extra um I have been concentrating a lot recently on our blog and our website daisycakecompany.co.uk I've started writing a lot of new recipes and I find that new recipes come from inspiration from other people's recipes and I found in the works for a mere 10 pound half price the new Jane's Patisserie. Um, oh, I like. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, she, she, and she's lovely. Yeah. She's been on this morning and she started off as a blogger, but her cakes, I mean, even the front cover, I'm going to show it to you. I know you can't see it. Oh, I know the oh, listeners can't see it. Very but nice. I could go for a slice of that now. Exactly. I don't know what that is. It looks like a salted caramel cake. Yeah, it but does. she's got cookies, she's got um, layer cakes, she's got tray bakes. And they're all things that you can adapt for your business. Mm. So they're all flavors. If you're looking for a, a, some new flavor inspiration, they're yeah. all. Yeah, because every now and then you, I, I get an urge just to bake something different. Yeah, something exciting. Yes. Exactly, exactly. And and quite often, if you, I mean, we all love Dame Mary Berry. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But her cakes are for families. They're not yeah. designed for turning into a business yeah sometimes and you know sometimes when you google and you get good food you always get bbc good food are the first ones that come up yeah again you look at them and you go yeah i I, that's all well and good but how do i make that as a 12 inch yeah how do i adapt that so and i think this jane's patisserie one has potential for that um and that's what i'm trying to do on the blog as well and that's why i think i've i like this book i've fallen in love with it a little bit and it's pretty in pink I like that. Helps. And it's got hearts all over it. How can you not love it? <laughs> <laughs> so um, all good bookshops. I found it for £10 at The Works. Brilliant. That's me. Done. Yeah. Right. There, that, that's the end of it. Oh, well, I better do this. Product of the week. <laughs> I'm just getting too... I'm just getting carried away with the products of the week. <laughs> so... <laughs> We've we've never had an exit tune. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so I'm off to do my tax return. Okay. I think actually I've already done my tax return, but I, I think mine's been done as well. But I have an accountant, so I don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm definitely off to rearrange my bank accounts and to make sure that I am charging enough for all my overheads and all my expenses. Yeah. yeah. So and marriage what, allowance definitely if you can do it if you can save money in your household absolutely and when will we be back in two weeks time weeks okay 
two weeks time if you want to check out the new bits on the website it's daisycakecompany.co.uk um there is all our show notes there there is our blog there there is freebies that you can download um so go to free resources and there's free stuff that you can download that we've put up there check it out would be lovely to have you um please rate review share the podcast and we'll be back in a couple of weeks time don't know what we're talking about but hey oh can i do a shout out (laughs) i've managed to get my sister set up so she can listen to the podcast now (gasps) so hi emma (laughs) hello emma nice to have you yeah yeah and if you want us to shout you out let us know <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> right okay. on that then we'll 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 be off ta 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 bye, bye.